Hey, and welcome to the Motherhood Simplified Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Lockwood. And if you ever look around your house and wonder where the heck did all this stuff come from and how am I ever going to get it out, you are in the right place. I'm a mom of five who decluttered her home back in 2013 when my family and I decided to move from Alaska to Florida with one suitcase each. And I do not recommend it. What I do recommend is learning how to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist, which means learning to find the balance of what your family needs and wants without it being so much that it overwhelms you on a daily basis. So if that sounds good to you, you are going to love this podcast. Let's dive into the episode. been trying to declutter your house and not been as successful as you like, I am willing to bet that I can help you figure out exactly why. There are a lot of reasons that moms feel like they can't declutter, declutter, whether it's their kids or their spouse or the time or the energy or just simply not knowing what to do, where to take things, how to donate, right? How to do it mindfully, how to not be wasteful. Uh, Plus you're worried about like, what if I need it? You know, I wasted so much money on this. What if I need it again and I can't get it? There is so much that goes into decluttering as a mom. And I promise that if you have thought it or felt it, I have heard it before or experienced it myself. And that is exactly why I created this training called how to create your mom proof decluttering plan. And I've done a lot of decluttering checklists, challenges, courses, programs in the past, and they work. And this training really is the framework for every single thing that moms need to consider when it comes to decluttering their home. It's the plan. We're actually going to build your plan together. It's following through with your plan and it's including your family and even learning how to make this process as enjoyable as possible. Because most people feel like The task is daunting or just another thing on their to-do list, and I don't want it to feel like that for you. So this free training, how to create your mom-proof decluttering plan, you can go to motherhoodsimplified.com forward slash DIY to get it, or you can just check the show notes of this episode and you will find it. Come get it. I know there is so much information about there. A lot of it is much the same. Five steps to declutter your house, you know? Here's the checklist to declutter this area of your house, but none of them really show you the full scope of what goes into doing this start to finish. And that's exactly what's in this training. So go check it out, motherhoodsimplified.com forward slash DIY, or check the description of this episode to go get it today. Welcome to the Motherhood Simplified Podcast. I'm your host, Crystal Lockwood, and on the surface, I teach you how to declutter your home so you can focus on what matters most to you as a mom, which I'm guessing isn't those laundry mountains, dishes stacked to the sky, and the tornadoes you clean up all day. My hope for this podcast is so much more than teaching you to declutter. I record all of my episodes live and in real time so that you can have the experience of a mom friend who gets you and is there for you. My audio isn't perfect, my kids might interrupt us, but the conversations we have are real, impactful, and proof that there are other moms like you that decluttering has worked for. If you want to join me and thousands of other moms for live episodes, go find us on Instagram and Facebook. 
Just search Motherhood Simplified and we'll welcome you with open arms. See you soon. Hello, everybody. This is a special episode with my friend, Melissa Killily. If you have been around Motherhood Simplified for a while, you might remember her. And if you're in the Motherhood Simplified course, I have a bonus workshop um, in there that her and I did together. I just remembered that, Melissa. <laughs> Forgot oh my that. God, I love it. Yes, it's in that course. Um, but Melissa and I found each other on the internet and we just kind of like hit it off she said it best the other day when I was on her podcast she was like you know how when you see like a kid on the playground and you're like I want to play with that one like (laughs) I want to play with her that's what it was like when we met on the internet and so I'm hoping that today's conversation while we talk about like simplifying your self-care how she does it and how you know I do it because she articulates everything that I do so well. Um, you guys can just kind of like be invited to the conversation with us. We have our coffees. Well, I have my vitamin C Melissa has her coffee and we can just chat about how, especially um, how we've simplified our, how we care for ourselves, how we like evaluate our priorities, how Melissa did it in 2020 um, and how she's kind of coming out on that and, and what's shifted for her, what's changed for her, how she did that, how she navigated that. And I hope you find it super valuable and just like no pressure, just like we're all talking and hanging out and sharing our ideas of what worked, what didn't work, and hopefully you get something that will work for you. So hello, Melissa. Thank you for being here. Hi, thank you for having me. You know how much I love hanging out with you. It's so fun. And if you guys are watching or listening on the podcast, like I'm sitting on my big unicorn bean bag. <laughs> I'm hanging out here with my dog. Yes. Oh, I didn't know you had the puppy there. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Okay. So simplifying self-care, that's one of the first things that Melissa and I talked about when we first met and I shared how I did it and she shared how she does it. So Melissa, can you tell us just a little bit about how you, like, what's your core philosophy for simplifying your self-care and what self-care actually is? Yeah. So the thing that I love the most that we talked about in, in that, um, I think it's probably in that mini course is um, the idea that self-care isn't the, you know, the token pedicures and manicures, like it can include those things, right? But it's really looking at the things that um, fuel your soul and fuel your heart and, and re-energize you. And it relates to a Rachel Hollis quote that I love back when she did the movie um, Made for More. She said, you know, we have to learn that as women, we're over here, like, you know, pitchers pouring out into everything and everyone around us. And what we really need to do is stand tall and fill ourselves up, right? Fill ourselves up so that we have no option but to overflow into everyone and everything around us. Because if you just keep pouring out of the pitcher, eventually the pitcher's empty and it takes a lot longer to fill the pitcher than to just keep pouring into the standing vase and allowing it to overflow. Mm-hmm. And I just love that analogy. Yay. And what it allowed me to do is really think about 
um, self-care from the perspective of like, what are all the, all the other things that I do besides the, you know, the simple beauty care routines and the skincare routines and things like that, right? What are the things that um, I do in my household? So one of the things we talked about was having systems for what our daily tasks are and having things like the nightly reset even as part of our self-care because it is part of what you know, fills that picture up. And, you know, self-care could be sitting down and doing your finance spreadsheet on a Friday and, and having that be a routine, right? I do love the aspect of making it ritualistic because then it's built into your life in a way that you don't forget about things, that you're always taking care of the, the things that you need to take care of. And that is the secret, right? It's taking great care of our lives. And, and so that is a really holistic viewpoint. And you know, and I, it's no secret that, you know, I've been a, an independent consultant with Arbonne for almost 14 years now. And that's another way that I simplify, right? It's not standing in the grocery store looking at 765 different versions of shampoo and, and being the busy mom trying to read every, you know, ingredient on every single product I buy. It's just exhausting. So having a brand that I trust and being able to get all the products from skincare to nutrition, baby care to anti-aging all from one place and shipped to my door, that's a huge part of it too. Eliminating a lot of that decision fatigue and also being able to turn that, those household expenses into a potential stream of revenue. So yeah, for me, self-care is so big. Right? It's so big that it felt like a daunting task at first. This idea of pouring in so that I could overflow actually became a really simple one because I just came up with a routine every single day of the things that I focus on just a little bit every single day. And that cup always stays full. So love it. You're okay. You're jogging my memory. Um, I, I have some notes here. Um, oops. I'm sending them to you via the chat for everybody listening and I'm sending her <laughs> our notes for the conversations, but I love how you, you help redefine what self-care actually is like for mothers. I think a lot of times for me, I, I had it in my head that like self-care is going and getting a pedicure or going and getting a massage or going and like spending a weekend at a hotel or whatever. And I have a lot of kids. So doing <laughs> those kinds of things was more work for me because I had to, I had to find a babysitter. I had to coordinate between my work and my spouse and their school schedules. And it just ended up becoming a whole lot more pressure. And I would go do the thing. And then I was spending money on things that I didn't have. Um, and it, it just, it was not self-care. Like, to be honest, it was an escape. Like it was an escape from my life because I, I didn't have like true self-care woven into my day. And, um, I'm going to share like, so Melissa talks about often, and I love it because it's so true. And I spent 2020 doing a whole lot of this, like managing your finances is a form of self-care, right? Mm -hmm. Because not for everybody, but for so many, like having that security and having that knowledge and being in touch with the resources that you have gives you a lot of security. Mm -hmm. And that's a deep form of care for yourself, right? Like that is deep care. Um, and, you know, some people that's not, that's not it for them, but that was one thing that I learned from you of like, yeah, like actually like allocating my money and giving it jobs. Like that's a form of self-care to me because it gives me, it gives me freedom. It gives me peace of mind, right? Your self-care should be giving you a peace of mind, not like adding something else to your to-do list that you have to do. 
Um, and then the one that I like to share too, because um, I remember Melissa, you were like, no, this is not my self-care. But <laughs> I know exactly what you're going to say. Yeah. And I can't wait because I have an update on it. Okay. Yay. Um, I, I was like, dude, taking out the trash before it's overflowing or is self-care to me because there's nothing more frustrating in the world to me than like opening up the trash can, it being full, like stuffing it down, like getting it jam-packed. And then you have to like try and pull it out and it stinks and it makes a mess and the bag rips. And you're just like, why did I just waste like 10 to 15 minutes of my life trying to take the trash out? Right. I'm like, that's myself. That's, I mean, that's not to say like the only thing I ever do for self-care is taking out the trash (laughs) (laughs) or like, or that it's like, that's not it. But that is like one simple thing that I do to help keep me sane, right? Like to keep my sanity intact. So, you know, it redefines self-care and don't think that I'm saying mom's self-care is taking out the trash and budgeting. That's not it, <laughs> right? right? So what's right. your on this? Well, I, so back then, I think, you know, Jack was early in the stages of toddlerhood. And so for me, the things that I did for self-care all related to morning routines and rituals, things that I got done early in the day, because if they didn't get done early in the day, they just weren't getting done, right? And so I remember like the, the, the agitation, the frustration that came up, like my shoulders were tense, talking about things like clearing the sink and taking the trash out as a form of self-care. Because at the end of the day, part of my self-care then was giving myself permission to leave it alone, right? As a single mom, taking care of my son, uh, I knew that there were nights, I just got to the end of the day and I just didn't have the energy left. So since then, as A, I've also done some other decluttering in my life, (laughs) in my house, in my body, in my mind. Um, And we could talk more about that too, but now these things, I have the energy for them at the end of the night. And I, and I do feel the value and they have become part of my self-care and they become part of the routine of our daily life. So in the mornings on Tuesdays, Tuesday is trash day, right? In the morning on Tuesdays, our compost is included in that. So my son will take, he's four and he will take the compost out to the curb for you know our local service to come up and they take our bucket and they take it over to the chicken farm and dump the scraps and do the compost for us, right? Um, and I take the trash out at the same time that he's doing that. And that's like, that's a routine. Um, and I love the fact that we give ourselves fluidity in what we perceive. So it's, you, you also have to be in touch with yourself and you have to be able to check in with yourself. How does this feel for me? Because if it's just on a list of shoulds, I don't believe in continuously shoulding on ourselves because we do enough of that. And then it just plays into like shame and guilt and all the nonsense uh, that doesn't help us. But when it becomes a form of self-care, it does exactly what you and I were talking about uh, on my podcast, which is it it allows us to then be more present in our lives and be more present with our families and with our children and to have, have that take the place of the thing that's kind of hanging over your head or the extra 15 minutes with the broken garbage bag and everything spills all over the place. Yeah. That'll ruin my day real fast. <laughs> really fast. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I love that you touched on the fluidity because I think it is interesting that we're having the same conversation like a year and a half later and we're both in different places and 
it's super important to to be in touch with yourself and really ask yourself like am I doing this because I feel like I should do this or am I doing this because it's actually going to you know make something in my life easier and specifically on the dishes too because that was one of the ones that I said and Melissa was like no I don't do them you know I don't and it's not that she doesn't do them and she was like I don't always do them right (laughs) I just don't do dishes she's like I don't always do them because I'm in a season of life right now where I have two toddlers you know a three-year-old and a one-year-old and the last year has been a whole lot of me being like the best use of my time right now is not the dishes right (laughs) Um, even though I love you know that visual clarity and like just in my mind having that to-do list checked off like the last year with these two babies it just hasn't been the best use of my time and I've been okay with that because I'm like okay so I'm not going to spend my time doing these dishes right now what am I going to go do instead you know am I going to go sit in with my big kids for 15 minutes um, because I was so consumed by toddlers all day and my big kids need some connection am I going to go sit in the shower alone with the lights off which is amazing by the way showers in the dark are awesome <laughs> if you have so many kids yeah um but just like asking yourself you know moment by moment especially if you're in a really busy season of life or a year like last year where everything is constantly changing what's the best use of my time right now and what's going to give me the the most not to make it like a, a calculation, but what's going to give me the most ROI, right? Is it doing the dishes or is it being alone in my room? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. what is it? If there's no mm-hmm. right or wrong answer. Yeah. And, and taking that one step further, I've made a shift in my life too, in the past year and a half, two years to really focusing on building a values driven life, right. And values driven business. And so I, I've had to intentionally divorce myself from some of those concepts, intentionally divorce myself from ROI, from outcomes, from KPIs, from like all of this stuff. And here's the difference in the two things we were just talking about. So let's look at those two values. You just, you just touched on clarity, right? And you touched on connection. So right now I'm in a season of momentous building of my business and clarity is ridiculously important to me. So having an empty sink when I wake up in the morning absolutely has an impact on my clarity, right? Like having the house decluttered absolutely has an impact on my clarity. But in the season I was in before, I was really just in like the messiest phase of toddler life I could be in, right? I was nursing. I was like, you know, still changing diapers. Jack would not body train until like last year. and, and so connection was more important at that point, right? Like, and I wasn't connecting with the dishes. I was connecting with Jack. So now you're, <laughs> now you're in that phase, right? Where connection is a priority. And a lot of the things that you have been doing and have been growing in your business are also in a season of uh, momentum on their own almost, right? Because you've built this beautiful community, and you've created some systems and you've created some courses that can kind of live and stand on their own because they have value and can, can hold that and continue that on while you focus on connection, Yeah, not necessarily the clarity. That's so good. Yeah. And we're in opposite places right now. So this is proof everybody that like, this is, it's going to change for you. And you guys can actually go back to the podcast. You're like one of the first 20 episodes, I think. Um, and listen to our first one together because we were basically flip-flopped right now, right? Like the season that I'm in right now 
is and connection is really big for me, right? Like my big kids are, we moved to a new city where we don't know anybody and then school shut down. My kids haven't been able to make friends. So like I've had to be their connection for everything for all the kids, right? Um, so yeah, like connection. I'm not connecting with the dishes. I love that. <laughs> I'm not connecting with the dishes. I'm not getting any value from them. But in my season of life, you know, before that, I did because I could wake up and work, right? And I, or I could wake up and be productive and like do those types of things. So, so funny. I love how we've, <laughs> how we've reversed. I know, I know. Well, and it just continues. It's a cycle, right? And it continues to come full circle over and over again. But that's a beauty. And that is why I did switch to really looking through the lens of being values driven because you can always connect with your values. Yeah. Right? And your core values are probably always going to be pretty similar. They're not going to shift radically. You're not going to go from being someone who, um, you know, values family to never valuing family, right? You're not going to be someone who values social justice to not valuing social justice. So it's just, they, they kind of rotate and move in that sphere of importance mm -hmm. in, in terms of like what comes forward in our lives on a daily basis. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Um, and for anybody wondering about the sphere, well, the wheel thingy that we talk about, um, mm -hmm. maybe we can do a follow-up, but also it's in the, it's in the course. So if you get inside of the course, you can get that workshop with Melissa, where we draw the wheel, all the different things that we have to manage in our life and how they kind of ebb and flow. Um, but one thing that I'm, that I really want to talk to you about, um, mm -hmm. is business as a form of self-care, because for me, my, my business has been a huge part of my self-care. Like I, I love to do it. I enjoy it. Like it, it deeply fulfills me. Um, I'd, hear, I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Cause I know a lot of people there's sometimes there's a lot of pressure to like have a business or like start a side hustle or whatever else is out there. But what is your business for you? Is it part of your self-care? Absolutely. 100%. In fact, you know, I probably in recent podcast episodes of mine, um, I talk a lot about my business being like my accountability partner in my self-care, right? Because the extent to which I show up for it uh, is the extent to which I'm showing up for myself. Obviously, I have a unique situation where my, my company, the, the focus is really on health and wellness products, right? But I also love to say that we are truly a personal development company disguised as health and wellness because ultimately, the two biggest things that, that I get from my business are like, A, being able to show up in a meaningful way in my life for myself and for other people to, to, to give service, to give back. Um, but also B, to be able to connect and to create community. So it's not just about me connecting, it's also about helping other people connect and find community. And I know that that is a place that, you know, I could probably confidently say that both of those things you share, right? When it comes to how we look at our business and, and the role that it has in our life. But, um, but yeah, especially over the past year when I really got to, I was like, okay, my nutrition needs to be on point because we are in the middle of a global pandemic and nobody's talking about the fact that like, we can help ourselves here, right? Like we can boost our immunity. We can do a lot of things to really take care of ourselves. And so I used my business to be my accountability partner in that way too, because I was constantly coaching these healthy living groups and 
not only did that give me the accountability, but it allowed me to create that community, allowed me to show up in the world in a meaningful way to, you know, to provide service for other people. Um, does everyone feel that way that's on my team even? No, some people start businesses solely because they want the efficiency piece, right? They want the efficiency of, of you know, the things that are showing up to the door. Some people want the community as part of their self-care, as part of their, their life. So yeah, I absolutely would agree with that 100%. I love that. So, and the reason that I wanted to touch on that is just so that people know that it doesn't have to be this like in the box type thing that you do for your self-care. Like it doesn't have to be that. It can be literally anything that lights you up and makes you happy to wake up every day or makes your life easier and preferably can do both. Right. Because that's that's what your business offers you too. Is like you get to do the things that you want to do when you want to do them in the way that you want to do them. And open yep. all of that can of worms for everything else, which I think is awesome. I have a girlfriend on my team that I, who I adore. She's like one of the craziest, busiest people in this lifetime. And I don't even like the word busy. I, I like to, I choose, you know, the word full most of the time, have a full life, but she's busy, man. <laughs> she works a lot. She's got twins. They're in a season of life where it's like, even, even in COVID, it's a lot of driving and activities um, and one of the things she said to me about the business as a form of self-care for her was the ability to have time to connect with other humans in a guilt-free way because she was also creating an income for their household. Yeah. Yeah. So that's powerful. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Which I think is so relatable to so many moms, especially because mm-hmm. we have like this pressure that comes from somewhere, which is a different conversation for a different, you know, (laughs) yeah, you're like, I know what you mean, you know, to like do all the things, to like do all the stuff at home, to do all the homeschooling, to also have the business. And there, there are ways to like pull it all in so that you can have it all. If you want to do that, some people like it compartmentalized. Um, so you don't have to do it that way. (laughs) Um, okay. Well, you touched on it before when you said, you know, what lights you up? Yeah. And that's the part of like being in touch with yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And don't feel bad about what lights you up, right? Mm -hmm. Like you're like, I want a business so that I can contribute financially. Don't feel bad about that Mm -hmm. or whatever it is for you to be able to talk with people and it feel like it's productive. Like that's okay too. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. I love this conversation. (laughs) Me too. Yeah. And, And we could take that conversation in a whole other direction for another time too, which is like, I do see a lot of women out there who hold themselves back from making money because we've been taught all these stories about mm-hmm. money, right? Yeah. That are, like money has some kind of, you know, evil, sinister thing attached to it, or that sales has something evil attached to it. When in reality, everybody is selling something and money just makes people more of who they are. So if you're a giving person, if you're a family oriented person and whatever it is, chances are you're going to use money to further those values. Yeah, exactly. And when you're clear on those values, you can do that. Um, Okay. So that brings me to the next thing is you're good. And we've done this in the, in the past, we've done like challenges with Melissa on like how to actually like do this on a daily basis. Like, okay. It's like cool to talk about it, but how do you actually do it? And we've done them in the past and Melissa and I are brainstorming ways that we can do this again with you so that we can actually like implement this for you. If you're like, I want this, I, I want to be able to do these things, but I just don't know how we're going to come up with something for you. 
but mm-hmm. I don't, I can't tell you exactly what it is yet, but we will figure it out. Yes. Um, okay. Yeah. I would love to be able to share with this community, particularly like what, what the journey of 2020 was in relation to what it is we want to bring to them. Right. Because, um, because I spent the year really just, you know, the way I described it to you was like decluttering all of this, like wasn't about the house. It was about this mind, body, soul. Um, For me, a lot of that was through yoga teacher training, just because that brought me into my body. But for other people, like it, you know, it could be something entirely different, but in doing that, I was able to see all of these different skills and lenses that I want to be able to bring to more moms. Yeah. Right. And so, so yeah, I'm ready and we will, we will create, we will create something fun and beautiful for this crew. Yes. And it's always so fun when we get to it with Melissa, you're going to love her and love learning from her. Um, it's like deeply transformative and I'm, I, we didn't get a chance to talk about it, I did want to ask you about like what happened in 2020. So we should do, we should do another episode with this. And then maybe on that episode, we can let people know exactly what we're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Well, thank you everybody for hanging out with us. Um, there is more to come. This is, this is part one. I feel like part one. Yeah. We are not done yet, but yeah, this is the big reveal next. Yes. (laughs) Yes. And we can talk about specifically about 2020 and how you kind of got all of that out of the way so that you could do this in a, in a more powerful way. And then we can share that how with them and how we're going to get on with it. Without keeping them on a podcast for an hour right now. Right, exactly. We did this on purpose, everybody. Part one, part two. <laughs> okay, well, thank you, everybody. Watch out for part two and we will talk to you soon. Bye, everyone. Bye. Hey, before you go, I have a question to ask you. Would you please leave me a five-star review if you are listening on iTunes? It helps me grow my show and reach more moms like you who are wanting to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist. If you love the show, I would love it if you shared something specific that you find valuable or helpful or that you just enjoy about listening to this show. It would mean the world to me if you took time out of your day to do that. And while you're at it, Head over to motherhoodsimplified.com to listen to more podcast episodes or check out our Facebook group, Instagram, just to connect on social media. If you love these episodes and if you love this show, please tag me. I love to connect with you over there. Podcasts are kind of like a one-way conversation where I feel like I'm talking to you and with you. But when you tag me on social media, I feel like we can take that one step further and actually connect with each other, which is the whole point of me starting this podcast and community in the first place is to be able to connect with moms like you who are wanting to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist. So tag me in your Instagram stories. I'm motherhood underscore simplified. Check out the motherhood simplified Facebook group or head over to the site and just find even more blogs, podcasts, decluttering courses to help you continue on your decluttering journey. Thanks so much. And I'll talk to you soon.